right. Thank you for listening to Just Getting Started podcast. This is your host. Um, You guys know me already, but it is not about me today. Today we're doing May Overflow and we have a beautiful woman who is going to be telling you some phenomenal things. So I need you to sit back, relax and just breathe. How many of you have not breathed yet? Like just take a deep breath for real, please. So I want you to just relax and enjoy. Right. I have Miss Phillips with us today and she is from Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee, y'all. You know I'm in Texas, so I'm all I didn't travel the world with all these interviews. Now I'm in Memphis. <laughs> so um I want to let you guys know that she is a minister, but she is a minister within and outside of the walls of the church because she is doing her duty by telling her story and helping women through um who who have been through or have experienced in abuse related um circumstances and so with that opportunity um this is so good to connect with you you know um i i know that there's no mistake that god does and so with you doing his work there's going to be something that you say in this interview that's going to shake somebody's situation so i'm excited so without further ado just introduce yourself and um let everybody know uh who you are and what where are you and then we'll go into the interview yes ma'am good evening my name is minister sharon phillips and i'm from memphis tennessee born and raised i've been in ministry for over 23 years and it was not it didn't set good with me that sitting in the pulpit god was pulling me to do other things i'm not a what you call pulpit minister I have to go outside the wall and speak to the prisoners, uh, speak to women that have been abused or dealing with depression. That's what God has called me to do because I have lived it and I endured it and I survived it. Matter of fact, that's the title of my book, First Time Author. Um, And I just praise God and give him all the glory for giving me the insight and the strength to tell my story to help other women, not to do a pity party for me, because I've made it, and I'm here to let other women know that there is a beautiful life after depression and abuse that you can still live. Wow, wow, there it is, y'all. Look, you should see, you've been ready. You talking about some? <laughs> How many questions we got? You, I think I might be unprepared for the interview. <laughs> Well, um, again, I thank you so much for joining me. Um, I want to ask you, you know, kind of what was the core? Um, you said 23 years. That is that is about how old I am. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, can you give us a little background on like where did you start at? What was it like? Uh, and then, you know, just the core of what you do and why it motivates you, why it fills you up. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Uh born and raised in the church, you know, and having my own personal relationship with God. But when he was calling me in the ministry, as usual, at first, I couldn't believe it because I'm like, oh, I know he's not talking to me, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm a recovering drug addict. I've been in all kind of relationships. This couldn't possibly be true to me for me to be called in the ministry. So, of course, I denied it and ran for a while, but I eventually accepted my calling in the ministry. 
And when I started, when I started uh, ministering, my youngest son was a year old. And he said, y'all, are, y'all about the same age. Oh, wow. And yes. And um, I was in, you know, doing some, doing my Sunday services and um, everything. But I wasn't feeling that that was what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It was like something was missing. But I kept going, and the Holy Spirit finally told me that, you know, I have to come outside the wall. It's women hurting. It's women that need you to tell your story. And, of course, again, I'm the type of person that's like, well, I suffered in silence. No one really knew I went through all of this. No one knows that. And the Holy Spirit told me that's why it's time for me to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And I tell my story not to get any pity from anyone, not to be in a pity party, but I tell my story to help somebody else to let them know that you can still live a normal life. I had a young lady when I was telling her what I went through, and she was like, oh, Miss Sharon, I don't even know how you made it, but it was by the grace of God, not by Miss Sharon, but it was by God's grace and mercy that kept me in my right mind, because some of the things that I went through if it wasn't for God, oh yes, I would have lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thank Him because I went through. I couldn't understand it then why I was going through all that hurt, all that pain. Why I felt like I wasn't being loved. I couldn't understand it then, but I understand it now that I had to go through that pain because my life had a purpose. wonderful right and I understand that completely because when I think about how God has done so much he will allow us to develop a story that sometimes we don't even know we're gonna share it but we got to go through all that hell to have that crazy story to to save somebody else yes definitely definitely understand and so y'all know um um this is just a phenomenal opportunity because when you start developing impact, right? Because I already know, I know you said you've been doing, you did a pop-up, you're about to come down to Houston. And so I just want you to give some verbiage there just to, you know, what kind of development. And, and then you just told me about where you were in Memphis and you were um, praying with the individuals and just knowing, and when you finish writing the book, so much, so much availability for God to just release things, um, how has that developed the impact that you're currently doing now? Like, you know, what what is um, what has been developing, and then now that's impact, it's momentum, right? Because you say when you told them about the book, yes, yeah, and, and, and um, it's it's it's, it's so, really unexplainable. Wow, it's like a different joy, a different happiness that you know that you're reaching someone um, just to release and, and women come to you and saying, uh, you know, either they're saying, I, I got a cousin, I have a sister in this situation. What do I do? I, I don't want to give up on it. And that's my main thing. Do not give up on them. Wow. They, they need you, whether they don't tell you everything or not, they need you. And I'm just I'm just a person to tell the message Mm. that I tell everybody when I do my video. Guess what? Jesus loves you. And so do I. And he put me here to help you 
to understand that you can get out that situation. Wow. It's just amazing other people that I'm meeting, uh, that I'm connect I'm feeling connected to and uh, by me not ashamed of saying what I've been through, the beatings from the men, the beatings my abuse started in my own home with my mom, so that's all I knew. And it was like a magnet of abuse attached to my attached to my life. And to just share that and to let people know that, you know, of course, I mean, you like your own mother. What, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Why I can't? I'm, I'm looking at you, looking at you, actually hugging and kissing on other children. Why I couldn't get that? So, and you want to break these generation curses, as they say, because you don't want to pass it down to, because I made up in my mind that whenever God blesses me with children, I was not, my children was going to know what a motherly love was once I found out what it was. I had to, you know, I my oldest son, I had to grow with him. Because I didn't know nothing about being a good mother because I didn't have that example. But thanks be to God, we made it. Right, definitely. And um, even to just recap on some of the things that you said, which are all phenomenal, by the way. I think, again, I know I said that I, I really love what you do. Um, because it is so necessary. I have a background with being from a, a single home with a mother who had an addiction to um, her cravings more than she had to her affection for her children. Um, I knew that um, men were coming first before myself. And at the time, I was the only kid left because the state took everybody else. And so um, suffering in silence is so um, phenomenal because... God gave me a statement a, a couple years ago when I had my, my miscarriage, when I really started the podcast. And um, again, I think I told you, I said, I felt like I was losing my voice. And so right. my husband sat me down. And he was saying, like, it's, it's going to come to a place where we're going to get past this. And I told him, I said, I know, because I was, I was so strong in that moment, but I didn't understand why. And God sat down and said, um, when you look back over, you know, life, my mother really just left me to myself. He's like, who, who did that? You know, who, how did you make it from that? He's like, I was there. I did that. You know, you're looking for affection and trying to do something here, but I've carried you this long. He's like, I, I, I'm going to create you to speak to the invisible. And I was like, the invisible? What is that? But then I figured it out because it was like, after the time of sitting there and being and just harassed in my thoughts they were invisible they were it was invisible but in that pressing of that time I should have gave up I should have stopped talking it made me who I am right now that's why I'm bold enough to just jump on here with a minister look what's up (laughs) I I, I know God is like and you said you know well is that gonna change anything no please I would love to have you on here because um you you motivated me you're helping me because God is like wherever there's a song that I love to hear and I'm gonna get back to the interview um he said that anything that you are in doubt of right now God is sure of wherever you're broken he is whole and it's like wow when I start when I just give up on trying to think so much and just release it it'll all that can't be confined by a wall I gotta go outside the wall have to yes because 
one thing that I learned when I was not doing what God was telling me to do, oh my God, I couldn't rest. It was like he was literally whooping me until I just said, okay, Lord, you got my, you got my attention. I, I would go out and tell about abuse and depression. I, I mean, trying to sleep at night, tossing and turn. I mean, he was whooping me. When God has a job for you, an assignment for you to do, that's what he wants you to do. It's not about our ways. Mm. It's all It's all about him. Wow. Wow. Definitely. And so... I know y'all been listening to this interview, but y'all got it. I feel like I can, I can, it's substance here. Like I, I got, I'm getting a meal. Like I got the whole plate and napkin out because there's so much that she didn't, so much you said, so much. And, you got the glory. You got Wow. I, I mean, there has been edification. There's been guidance. There's been the, the fact that you said, um, I was born, you know, I, I grew into thinking that it was normal to be there, right? I want you to tell about this moment of, of overwhelming. So we're spotlighting this moment in this uh, May overflow because it starts where we should have been broken. That, like you just said, I wouldn't have not made it in some situations if it had not been God. I want you to just, yes. just share whatever it is on your heart because there's somebody, like you like you said, there's somebody, brothers, um, excuse me, sister whoever and even men have issues too with this type of abuse so whatever is on your heart to talk about that overwhelming moment that really could have should have took you out i want you to share that and then i want you to grow us into that conversation where you tell us how that gave you the capacity to start telling the story instead of being silent you started telling the story oh my god uh it's when i was when i was in an abusive relationship and the last beating that I took from this man, this man almost took me out of here. I ended up in the hospital. While I was in the hospital, I did something that I hadn't did in a while when, since we had been together. I began to pray. I asked God to forgive me for the life that I had been living with with this man and to give me the strength to come out this situation, come from, to leave him. And I would do his will. I would get my life together. Um, Now I'm not saying that it's bad, but the good part for me in that relationship is I didn't have any children with him. So when God opened that door for me to leave. I didn't have to do nothing but get myself together and to get away from him. But the beating was so bad that I stayed in that hospital. And of course, you know, he was in that hospital every day making those empty promises. So I still had to communicate with him because I knew once they discharged me from that hospital, I would have to go back home with him because where else was I going? He had moved me. I was away from my family because when I turned 18, I was like, okay, I'm tired of this uh, harassment at home. Let me get out of here. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Knoxville. That's why I met him. But I tell you, that should have took me out of here. But I thank God that, like I said, I didn't know then, but I thank God that 
I survived that. And I was able to get my strength back. I didn't care if I had to come back home to the abusive house with my mama. But when God opened that door for me to leave, I left there. Mm. And that's what I did. I came back home and endured that abuse until I was blessed to get a job and to get out of her house. But I tell you, that made me so much stronger and aware that I I made myself a promise that I would never let another man have that much control over me again. Wow. And that what keeps me pushing. It keeps me going. Because once you well, I, and I just recently learned this but I thank God for it. Once you learn your worth and that you deserve better than what you are in it makes a difference it makes you push harder for better it makes you do what you want to to improve yourself and I thank God for that insight now Mm. right because um, you've got to have it's one thing to uh, so funny one thing is to um by the way, I just love, I love the story. I love it. I love the fact that it's just, it's just getting me all stirred up. So man, um, what I want to say, um, when you go through tests and trials, sometimes, um, uh, we will see that praying it, it's like, it's not my go-to thing because if I pray, I have to go through it. So I don't want to go through. I just want you to eliminate it. But he's like, I got to give you the substance of what you got to. You got to have some type of um, connection to what you're going to end up talking about. How you going to talk? But you ain't live this. You got to live it. Then you got to come out of it. Then you got to yes. sit and be still. Then you can tell your story. Yes. Man. <laughs> I'm about to run. <laughs> I'm about to run. You know, yeah, you know, we will. It's, it's just, you know, I just thank God in all things. I just thank God. Wow. I, I tell you, I, I, I don't know, but you know, the podcast full name is Just Getting Started the Godly Podcast. So yes. I don't know what season, because the book is going to release. So it's just getting started. <laughs> yes. Just getting started. That's not even going to be the last one, probably, right? That's You probably got some other stuff in the works right now, but... Uh, yes, this, um, my book, I lived it, I endured it, I survived it. Hello, my name is Abuse. It's scheduled to release June the 5th. Mm, June the 5th. And like you said, God has already given me another task to do with another book. So, I, yes, I'm so thankful that I just really just stepped on out. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm gonna have to give me a copy because I... It's going to help me be delivered from seeing abuse. I didn't have to to see it. You know, it was the fact that I was in the environment where it was accepted. The abuse was that it was normal. And so that became my abuse to see it as being yeah. normal. I didn't physically get abused. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I can't learn from this story that you just wrote. So I, I'm going to get me a copy for sure. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to do that. Um, So I want to... Again, you already are moving in overflow. We want to congratulate you. I know you said you're going to do a pop-up shop. The book is going to re- release June 5th. So we about, yeah. yeah, we about to go into May. So you got 
plenty of time. You about to do promos and promote and get everybody. Oh, yeah. My God. God is open. Oh, my, I, I, you know, I would have never. I, I tell Reverend Rita, shout out to Reverend Rita. Come on. My uh, publisher, my mentor. Oh, my gosh. An awesome woman of God. Man. Uh, I, I, I have to tell, I tell her often, I'm still overwhelmed. Mm. This is actually happening to me. God is opening so many doors that I just didn't never see myself doing this. Wow. Wow. And won't, won't he do it? <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I am, um, again, honored to have you on the podcast. You have captured a moment in time for me that I've been able to just be like, it's, it's, it is. There's hope. It, it is Okay. It's okay. Whoever is dealing with something like this right now, it it can get better. Um, you can choose, to, you know, if you make certain choices and you can, right, get away, then you can make a rapid change. But if it's not that situation, then gradually within yourself, you can begin to start getting that mentality. Like you said, I started praying, but it took in that very moment, but my prayer didn't become like a prayer. It wasn't no like second. It was, I need you to show up, God, for real. Like, I, I, <laughs> we here now, okay? We was like, you know. So um, I would love for you to tell some um, verbiage or just um, maybe some words of encouragement or um, a call of action to somebody that's in this situation right now. Like the younger or the determined person that is like, I'm going to figure this out in the domestic relationship. I'm going to figure this out after hearing God call me, but I'm not ready yet. What What could you honestly feel like would help them from your experience what could you share knowing about running and not answering knowing about being there and trying to figure it out and then knowing it's not gonna work out what would you you know what would you say to encourage or to uplift the situation and then give them hope well my um my main thing is that i would i, I tell young people well i tell women of abuse that don't walk around with your head hung down. Hold your head up. Smile. If you if you're in an abusive relationship, if he hits you and black your eye, put your makeup on. Smile. If he don't pull out your hair, buy your weed. We are queens. We was fearfully and wonderfully made by God not to be anyone's punching bag but we were fearfully and wonderfully made by God don't give up and don't give in keep a prayer on your lips even if you just say Lord help me every day all day long just cry out to him and let him know I mean sincere prayer and cry out to him, ask him, ask him for forgiveness of the life that you, you live in. Cause sometimes we just we get all wrapped up in ourselves and we forget about God. Mm-hmm. Ask for forgiveness. We that wandering child, that prodigal son, ask him for forgiveness and let you come back home. He will Amen. wrap his arms around you. He will give you that comfort and he will give you that strength that you need. My thing is, just don't give up. Amen. It might not look like it's going to happen. It might not look like you're going to get out. Do not. 
give up. Do not give in to the enemy. God is working things out on your behalf. Just keep the faith. Wow. Wow. All right, you guys. This has been a wonderful, phenomenal opportunity for Mrs. Phillips, who is the author of this beautiful book. Can you can you tell us uh, where can we get the book or where will it be? Yes. Now, uh, you can pre-order your copy at gumgum.co backslash S. Phillips. And again, I would do a virtual... You- because I'm in pre-sales now if you pre-order your copy I'm doing a virtual book sign it will be signed and everything once it get del- when it get delivered to you yes I'm learning all this new stuff there it is you get you a signed book on the pre-sale side okay yes so I will have a virtual pre-sign uh, book signing and then when you get your when you receive your book it would be signed by me there it is. See, I'm going to get a book signed. I'm going to get a book. I'm going to just put that in there. I'm going to get the book that's signed. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. So I want you to check out in the description the title, How Can You Find the Book, and How Can You Find Miss Minister Phillips and all the things that she's doing. Again, she's out in Memphis, Tennessee. And we thank you again for joining us. We appreciate you. We we just, we're so excited to have you a part of our family now. And um, uh, we, we know that this is just the beginning right greater works will you do um this is just the first book so we're excited um and that concludes our interview i i've had a really good time i really i honestly have thank you for inviting me oh my god you're so precious oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you all right guys we'll catch you in the next uh may overflow um may overflow interview so thanks for listening and peace